everyone and welcome to the third episode of the Pastcast. Today, me and Joe are going to be talking about arguably, and we will argue about this, the best superhero game of all time, Arkham Asylum. Joe founded Scarab, Ooh. are you excited? Ladies and gentlemen, in the industry, we call that the hook. You lay the hook out. Because we are in the industry in. now. You reel them in. We are in the industry, of course. Yeah. The, the classic industry of talking about old things. Um, so many people do. Yeah. I mean, we're basically on tier with the nostalgic critic, apart from we're not creepy nonsense. Yeah, I was, no, I was thinking about this, Joe. We basically are nostalgia critics now. That yeah, is what we're, this podcast is. Yeah, but we're also not bald and we don't abuse our employees. So, you know. Yeah, that's <laughs> no. funny. That applies to Ubisoft as well. Um, Okay, okay. well, coming. it's already started. It's already are, started. I reckon next episode we're gonna have like shitty After Effects and ten minute skits just placed randomly, just to homage <laughs> the nostalgia. Perfect. Let's get Lindsay. Shame. Let's get Lindsay Ellison to do some screaming as well, and it'll be it'll be on set with Channel Awesome. I mean that that's really the peak of YouTube. That's what everyone aims for. But yeah, Batman Arkham Asylum. What we're talking about today on the third episode of the Pastcast. Um, the first two episodes. Yeah. Uh, we had amazing support, amazing feedback. So thank you all so much for that. It's uh, it's been Very a lot cool, so far, yeah. and it's gonna be exciting going forward. Starting off with, like Jack said, the best superhero game of all time? Question mark? Question mark? Exclamation mark? It's one for the title and the tags. <laughs> Honestly. For me, it's been like a strange journey with Arkham Asylum because for a long time, obviously, mm -hmm. I had a certain other game as my favorite superior game of all time, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a future episode. But Arkham Asylum, over the past couple of years, I've, I've, maybe it's nostalgia, but I've gained a new appreciation for it. And I think maybe just it does land in my top spot, but it, it's, it, it's, tough to, it's tough to gauge. How about you? Where would you say you, you rate this at a in the Arkham series and in super, as superhero games as a whole? Well, okay. The thing for me is, like, I haven't played City in, like, seven years. I need to replay Spider-Man because those those are the two real major contenders, uh, right. City and Spider-Man 2018. But, like, even when I played this when I was a kid, yeah, I always preferred Asylum to City, and I think a lot of that is the atmosphere because... Yeah. You always feel, like, unwelcome and isolated, and the environment is something that generally doesn't suit Batman. It's not this, like, dense urban sprawl. Mm -hmm. You're on an island on your own where you can't use, like, you know, you, you don't have any allies, you don't have, like, the fucking Batmobile, but then when you go to, like, night, you have a tank, basically. Yeah. And I think yeah, yeah. a part of why I love Asylum so much is because of, like, the horror aspects and the the tension and there's definitely elements of that in the other Arkham games but not to this extent yeah. and I think that's a lot of the personal preference to make but generally sure. still a, a fucking great game yeah I mean I'd say that Asylum is probably the most stylized of all the games um, Origins mm. has a lot of style to it too but like <laughs> like you said the atmospheres of, of Asylum the Asylum itself you know that classic gothic architect yeah. architecture the, by the way, beautiful graphics that have... I know people say this about every single game, but the graphics of Arkham Asylum have legitimately aged near perfectly. Like, it still looks like a, it, it could have come out in 2013, 2014. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, absolutely gorgeous. Um, and then you've got the, the different environments of, like, the, you know, intensive treatment and um, the, the botanical gardens and everywhere just yeah. it does have this haunting <clears throat> ghostly feeling of this like abandoned yeah, asylum it's, it's all like imposing and antagonistic yeah. and shit and and what you touched on there the presentation i love the presentation because it's like it, it's sort of animated especially like the the menus and yeah. shit but there's also this like gritty realism where yeah. it doesn't feel like the animated series, but it's not quite, you know, a Nolan trilogy. Mm -hmm. They really struck, like, in my opinion, a perfect balance between realistic mm -hmm. and gritty. and uh, No, realistic and gritty, and then, like, camp and over-the-top and animated kind of thing, which I think will create yeah. the best Batman stories. Obviously, they've got a lot of the voice actors from the animated series. Um, well, they got Mark Hamill and Kevin Conroy, of course, as long as... as well and as, uh, Arlene Sorkin. Yeah, you're, um, She's fucking you, great. You're, you're, you're babe. But, um... <laughs> but yeah no but then on top of that like coming off of the nolan trilogy which was obviously releasing around the same time they have a, a mm. much more realistic setting and you know everyone looks apart from the massive obscenely large muscles of every single person on the island they all look relatively oh, yeah. realistic and you know everything's relatively 
you know, explained well and grounded. Um, also, touching on the menus and stuff you were talking about, you've got the patient interview tapes and like the patient profiles. Yeah, and the Riddler ones are great. Yeah, and that adds another element of like, uh, along with the style of the game, that also adds like this um, immersive feeling. Like this world, this Batman world that you're in, it almost just feels like it's carried over straight from the animated series. Like the world is so fleshed out and mm-hmm. developed uh, through that, and just through, like you can just see it within within the world, which I think is fantastic um and obviously the animated series is great so carrying it over from that makes complete sense yeah exactly i think presentation wise i this is the best superhero game like i prefer it to any of it in that in that regard tonally it's it's brilliant it has a lot of identity and i feel like Mm. arkham city and arkham knight feel a lot more although it's they definitely have different styles to them it's a lot more I guess generic might be the word. Like, Gotham City in those games and Arkham City could, in a way, kind of just be any any city, you know? Obviously, they have their unique details to them and stuff, but they could be anywhere, mm-hmm. whereas Arkham Asylum is this specific, like... It's, it is a specific, atmospheric, unique location that can't be recreated anywhere, you know? Um, if that makes sense. Yeah, and they, they do make the most of that location as well. Like, mm-hmm. you, you're spending 10 hours of playtime in this relatively small island, yeah. and it, it, it doesn't feel its size. Yeah. Because exploration, generally, you're rewarded. You've got the tapes, Riddler trophies, and, and shit like that. Chronicles of Arkham, it, which is a great little side plot. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, it feels far bigger than it is. Yeah. You know? I mean, Whereas hel- in the later games, it, they just feel their size, really. Yeah, like it, it, it helps that it's such a it's kind of layered as well. Like you've got the underground, and then you've got the you know the outside. You've got the inside of each of the buildings. Each of those buildings mm. has their own various different pathways you can go through. Um, it is Metroidvania to a certain extent, and I mean you know me personally, open like semi open world games that are focused on like a linear story. That's my bread and butter, man. Mm. That that just that makes yeah, me yeah. that makes me horny as heck. So the fact that there's yeah. a you know this game with one of my favorite characters of all time um, does that as opposed to you know Arkham City, Arkham Origins, and Arkham Knight, which are far more open world, far more focused on the open world, it is fantastic. And the story itself, um, although you know at times it's a little kind of I guess generic, still works. It's like the most run of the mill Batman story, but also that that's a good thing, you know, if that makes sense. It doesn't yeah. it doesn't try and be something it's not. Yeah, it does sort of feel like a revolving door that that, that that sort of just goes through a lot of Batman's rogues gallery. Yeah. But it's it, it does it well, mm-hmm. I feel, at least. Like, fucking... The, the start of the game, I yeah. love, if we're talking about story. The opening. Because it plays with your expectations. Yeah. Yeah. Because it really plays with your expectations that, like, you know this isn't some, like, happy ending and Joker's going to be, like, just locked away. Yeah. And you know some shit's going to happen. So right away... It's already immersing you into this like tense atmosphere. Yeah. Where You're like just waiting for something to go wrong. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 fucking cool. Although it is very weird to me that um in that scene, you know how Batman's like um oh he just he let himself be kidnapped. I'm suspicious. I'm going in, and then you hear a guard yeah. off in the distance goes like, how come Batman's allowed to be in here? Like bro, he's he's fucking he's batman <laughs> what the fuck, yeah, fuck you mean yeah. how come he's allowed to be in here what are you gonna do i guess it's because um, he's not like staff i suppose yeah he's still i guess still remnants of that vigilante kind of thing but at the same time it's yeah. like fuck are you gonna do are you gonna stop him are you gonna kick him out yeah um but yeah no and then obviously in that scene you get introduced to killer croc as well there's hints of like yeah you know you you, you hear various like the audio um the dialogue in that section you hear various like little things like oh all the black gate prisoners have been moved to arkham after this fire etc etc that really fleshes out what's yeah, going on and it knows that you know that they're yeah. gonna be fucking trouble later down the line yeah but at the same time it doesn't treat you like a complete idiot and just explain it to you straight on the straight straight away you know um yeah yeah it expects you to like inquire about these things and i, I, I like that yeah exactly exactly um a lot uh, on top of that as well like it really it really delves so so well into the Batman universe. Like it references things from the Batman universe that could be super obscure, largely th- through the uh, the Riddler's riddles, um, mm-hmm. like various different like little lore points or characters. You know, Hush makes an appearance, Clayface make makes an appearance, 
Um, but they're all like these little details that if you're a Batman fan, you can really appreciate. And if you're not, you have an opportunity to learn even more about the rogues gallery, which I think we can both agree is the yeah. best rogues gallery out of every, any character ever. Not just comic book character, just character ever. Yeah, but like I, I love that you have the bios as well. Well, like if you really want to, you know, explore the lore, you yeah. can do that. Yeah, and uh, that's that's a cool thing in and of itself. Yeah, I mean, to, to personally, this was like this game was my introduction to Batman as a whole. Because um, mm-hmm. obviously, when it came out, like I'd seen Batman Begins, I'd seen The Dark Knight, but I, like I was just like, oh, cool, cool Batman and Joker also. But like playing this game I, I, I used to read all the bios I used mm-hmm. to listen to the tapes I used to you know search for every little collectible and every little riddle and like I, mm. that, that, that's kind of how I learned and got into it and that's what pushed me to start buying like Batman comics back in the day um, which I've you know not read in a while but yeah um, so it, it's a really good like introduction to Batman mm. but at the same time it doesn't you know it's it's not like a batman begins where it's just telling another origin story which it could have easily done you know it just yeah. it just jumps straight in and then i mean with the of course the the story it kind of does just jump straight in after that that opening section joker breaks out mm-hmm. and he just he just kind of heads off um he's just like see you later bro uh see you later mm-hmm. we see that batman's killing rule is an actual thing which it always should be eddie if you're listening to this Batman shouldn't kill, and Zack Snyder is a shit director. Just a side note. No, but (laughs) you can't have a dark story unless he kills. Ah, you know, every story ever needs to be dark, and it needs to be my boy Zack Snyder. Didn't Zack Snyder say that he would get have Batman raped in prison? Like, if he made the Dark Knight trilogy, oh yeah, he was gonna have yeah. 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 It's like Bruce Wayne could get raped in prison in my movie because I'm so dark and edgy. It's like okay. That's just yeah, he's a fucking strange. weird guy. Bit strange. You want to see uh, um, you want to see Bruce Wayne get raped? That's interesting, but fair but enough. Yeah, this this is I I really like this iteration of Batman where he's like he's wise. He's his Bruce at this point. He's been going for a few years, hasn't he? Yeah, I, yeah, I think it's like In the Arkham Yeah, that's the thing. He's very established, and like his entire rogues gallery is essentially established. Um, yeah, is, and it does feel like Kevin Conroy isn't just playing, like, another Batman. It's like he's playing the Batman from the animated series. Exactly, right? exactly. And we, we don't get another origin story, which would, just would have been overkill. Because Batman Begins came out three years earlier. Like, if, if, if it had been another mm. origin story, everyone would be like, okay, we've seen this already. We just want to see fully-fledged yeah. fully fledged Batman. And the iteration, I mean, the mm. design is personally my favourite Batman design of any character. The grey and black... Um, you know the I, I prefer mm. the long years personally. Um, I know a lot of people disagree with that, but yeah, like the design of every single character is fantastic. From Harley Quinn, yeah. uh, Poison Ivy, Killer Croc, and of course the iconic Joker that is in everything with the dirty receding hairline that I kind of share a little bit. <laughs> Makes me very very sad. Yeah, yeah, it is very good. You know, it's what we haven't touched on yet. Yeah. That, uh, is like one of the first things you think of when you think of Arkham is yeah. the combat system. Yeah, yeah, a revolutionary combat system. Something that I feel yeah, it is revolution. A lot of people take take for granted now. Like a lot of people in retrospect, when they think about this game, it's like, oh, of course this was going to work. It was Batman. Of course they were going to have a great stealth system. Of course they were going to have a great combat system. But at the time, mm-hmm. none of the Batman games that had come before, or very few of them, had actually been good because the brand was so overused and abused. There was like 27 yeah. Batman games before um, Arkham Asylum came out. And so many of them were just absolute dog shit. There was a racing game. There was a we- there was a bunch of weird like side-scrollers. Um, mm-hmm. And there was the, the Batman Begins tie-in game, which was a bit rough. Um, but yeah, no. So you get to Arkham Asylum. And there was hype for the game for sure. But no one really expected it to be anything amazing because of the precedent that had been set. So the fact that Rocksteady did so many revolutionary things that have just been copied and copied over and over again, like the free flow system, mm-hmm. for example, that has been that well, not not so much anymore. But for the first half of the 2010s, that was replicated in just about every series I can think of. The you know the parry the parry uh, X style. But in my opinion, it works far and away the best for Batman. Um, yeah, especially in Arkham City as well, where you've got like this expanded move set. Yeah, where it takes everything a step further. Yeah, it's, yeah, it is good. And what what I love about the uh, what I really love about the combat system is that 
like you said, how it progresses in Arkham City, the progression mm-hmm. of the system is so natural throughout the game. So over the game, f- for various different reasons, Batman has to go get different gadgets to get, di- you know, and you've got, yeah. you know, you've got skills and abilities you can upgrade, but it all feels very natural. You know, it never feels like you're grinding for upgrades or anything. It never feels like you're underpowered. Like you always mm-hmm. feel like the strongest person in the room without a doubt. You, 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 it's never really about the extrinsic fear of dying. It's more mm-hmm. about the, the the free flow combat system is more and always was more so about racking up a, a fantastic combo because there is not a more heartbreaking feeling on this earth. I'm convinced than getting like a fifty, oh, yeah. getting like a fifty combo and then it just gets snapped by some random uh, dickhead in, in a Joker mask. Yeah, but that right. Yeah, I hate to do the meme. But it does make you feel like uh, Batman. And it every... Yeah. No, every facet of this game like does make you feel like Batman. Yeah. Where you've got like the stealth, the fucking detective mode, and obviously the combat. Yeah. It's it's exactly what you'd expect a Batman game to play like. Yeah. And, and what it should play like, I feel. Yeah, and in my opinion, even though the macro gameplay elements help with that feeling of being Batman, damn, what a cliche. Mm-hmm. I, lo- I actually love that meme. Um, But... Because it is so accurate. But um, yeah. also, like, the little details. One developer spent two years working on the cape physics for Batman yeah, in this game. Yeah, Like, that's... The, it's those little details that Rocksteady put in. And on top of that, Rocksteady was a studio... As a studio, had only made, like, a first-person shooter before this. And then they just dropped this. Um, yeah, they were really... They're quite small as well, weren't they? Yeah, they, yeah, they were really game. small and really... Well, basically, essentially brand new to the industry. And they were made up of a bunch of mm-hmm. like dissolved studios from the past, and they just came together and were like, "Yeah, we're gonna make we're gonna make this absolute gem." Um, and it's those details that they put in that really add to add to that feeling, you know. The the fear meter mm-hmm. in the guards when in the stealth mode, for example. Oh um, yeah. Like the, like there's there's so much the, you know the different gadgets and and all that. I think obviously mm-hmm. the combat is what comes to mind for everyone, but in my opinion, the predator mode was just as revolutionary and just as in, innovative. Um, and that's why it was just as copied over the years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was fucking fantastic. But I'll tell you what, mm-hmm. the a lot of that uh, being like the 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 predator yeah. is why I love uh, the scarecrow sections because everything Ooh. then is flipped on its head yeah. and you become the prey, and it instills yeah. this sense of like fear in you. Because if you make the slight the the smallest fuck up that you've been allowed to make yeah. over the whole game, then you're you've, you're fucking done. Man, you know, almost, and those sections are the peak of this game. I yeah, I, I, man, I almost forgot about Scarecrow. Those are the bits that everyone comes out and is like, you've got to play this game, even if it's just for those. Um, yeah. First of all, his design is just fucking cool. You've got the you've got the syringes in his hand, mm. the gas mask, and then when the moments come up in gameplay. They always come up and do like they strike fear in the player, whether it's within the game, with like you know when you see Martin Bruce Wayne, you're like, what the fuck is going on, or the mm-hmm. iconic moment that everyone remembers, the moment that you think, the, oh your yeah, ex, your, the your moment you think crushed. your Xbox One has finally died because everyone's Xbox One died by 2009, <laughs> so you thought finally this is its moment, it's gonna red ring, and then the game restarts, and the Joker is driving the car. And you get to the asylum, yeah. and it's oh, it's just, it's, oh, it's it's so it's so fucking, it, it, it's such a small thing, but like it, it obviously had such an impact. Um, and those sections, yeah, are fantastic. They utilize that that sense of fear perfectly. And I mean, the ending of them is a is a little bit goofy, even though, you know, I am a sucker for the whole Batman's got an indestructible will thing, but he literally like. Yeah, Scarecrow just yeah. keeps stabbing him in the chest, and he's just like, "Lol, I'm not scared." <laughs> Lol. <clears throat> yeah, I, yeah. It, it is still kind of cool, though. Yeah, it's that's like, just yeah, the the classic. Shit like it's say. because I'm Batman. Just that classic. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but um, on top those, of that, those are sick. Though. Yeah, on top of that, yeah. I mean, speaking of boss fights, <clears throat> most of the most keyword most most of the boss yeah. fights in this game. We'll, we'll fucking get to that. <clears throat> are fantastic, and also similar to the Scarecrow ones, absolutely full of, full of atmosphere. Now, my second favourite after Scarecrow uh, is probably Killer Croc. Would you agree with that? Uh, yeah, I'm not massive on the Poison Ivy one. I think that's very nah. just sort of okay. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. It is kind of like just, 
thugs shooting you and then occasionally bat- batarangy. Um, <clears throat> but the killer croc one for me is like, because it's not even a boss fight. Like it's a, uh, it's it, it again similar to the scarecrow thing. It adds, you know, you become the hunted, um, and you have to, yeah, you know, it's, make, it's subversive. Yeah, you have to make your way through the sewers and find the uh, like find the liquid for the a- antidote, find the plant for the antidote. All this, all this while, yeah. this massive like they make killer croc fucking huge. This massive uh, yeah. uh, crocodile is just chasing you, and then obviously you finish it. It ends with uh batman using his his genius wit to um to get rid of yeah the 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 bane one's okay it's like a lot of games where it's just luring big enemies into hitting their heads off things and that's which is kind of typical yeah and that's also most of the mini bosses you know the uh the titan titan gamers uh yeah, I, I wish they'd done something with Bane where it was like one of the really intelligent mastermind like iterations of the character. I'd have preferred yeah. that. I reckon. Yeah, that prob- probably would have been a bit cooler. But um, but nonetheless, I mean, the, again, the end of the Bane one is is pretty satisfying. Um, when he just gets battered with the yeah. Batmobile. Um, but no, it is it is a, a more middling one. Um yeah and same with like harley quinn it's literally just you beat up a bun- bunch of thugs and also harley quinn so yeah i think the killer croc one is the only like great one yeah i think that, that, that's fair. but it, that's it, fair. it is great though but all the encounters with the uh the rogues gallery actually kind of make sense if, if you know what i mean like they all feel like they're yeah. they're crafted to fit the character um and to create like the entire because each each member of Batman's Rogues Gallery at the end of the day essentially represents a different theme. You know, Scarecrow mm-hmm. represents fear. Um, fucking what was her name? Poison Ivy represents lust, uh, and then the Joker obviously represents chaos. And all those things are are communicated at least in some way, shape, or form by their uh, not so much Joker, the Joker boss fight, but you know, all those ones are replicated. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Can we talk about the Joker boss fight? Because this fucking. You want to just jump sucks. straight to the end? I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. it's bad, isn't it? It's bad. It's really, really bad. Well, it, it, it's like you were saying, every other boss fight in this game, whether mm-hmm. they were good or bad, mm-hmm. is indicative of the character, mm-hmm. right? And, and they feel like, oh, you couldn't just have this with, you know, an enemy in, in a fucking other game. But the yeah. Joker boss fight is so <laughs> just, shit. It's not even. Big. He just takes steroids. Yeah, and then he chucks like bombs at you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, t- he takes steroids, and then he does. It. He takes all those fucking steroids. He takes all the Titan, becomes big muscle man, and then doesn't even fight you. He just like goes off to the camera, and you just have to mm. pull him down three separate times. And then Batman hits him with some ex- explosive gel, which should you know blow off his hand because at the end of the day, Batman is just a human being, also. But um. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it is. It, it it's always felt to me like they probably run out of time there, um, like they're probably getting yeah, pressured. Yeah, I I think so. Pro- also, I feel like the the design is so shit because there's toy. He just looks like a normal Titan, but bigger, yeah. and with the Joker's head on it. Yeah, you know? and also an epic mohawk. He got he somehow grew an epic mohawk. Um, <sighs> yeah, which again, it's just boring. Which is exactly what the a final boss that is the Joker shouldn't be. Yeah. E- even know? even it's um the disappointment of it is emphasized even more by the fact that batman gets shot with the titan um and then mm-hmm. takes the antidote so it teases that that fucking titan v titan the joker v batman boss fight which would have even been better than what we got and then Bat- yeah. and then batman's like nah I'm, I'm taking the antidote lol fuck you fuck your dreams i can't blame him really i mean yeah as silly as that would have been just two ten foot you know, Batman and Joker fighting. It would have been a bit more fun than yeah. what we got. Um, but it is what it is. I mean, I, I, by no means does that ruin the entire game, though. Um, by, by no, no means at all. And you do feel... No, it's just a sour note to end on. Yeah. And although there's a fair few, you know, cliches in, a, in the story, I think that the story has a lot mm-hmm. of actually genuinely quality character moments. Um, although yeah. there is a lot of, you know, just themes that are executed by batman happening to run into you know an enemy happens to run into poison ivy type thing you also mm-hmm. get like the kidnapping of commissioner gordon you, you and then that's 
followed up by you talking to Oracle and te- having to tell her that her dad's been kidnapped and could potentially die, which of course links yeah. into Arkham Arkham Knight's story. Um, and then after that, like as, as soon as that happens, you get the uh, you you get the first scene with Scarecrow where you are reminded of how Martha Martha and um, what's Bruce's dad's name? Fucking. You know, oh, Thomas. Okay. Yeah, how how, yeah, how Martha yeah, yeah. and Thomas Wayne died, um, mm-hmm. like bringing back Bruce's one biggest fear and biggest, you know, most traumatic memory at the exact moment where his one of his best friends could experience that same that same feeling of her of her parents dying. Um, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, it's subtle and it's not exactly. It's never really focused on, but it is is little things like that that do build up the characters more because I feel like. The story of Arkham Arkham Asylum is far more uh, character focused uh, than it is plot focused. If that makes sense, like it's more about the journey and the yeah, character yeah. interactions. I'll, I'll see what you mean. Than it is about some overarching character arc or you know pl- plot. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It's and there's no like fucking ticking time bomb or whatever in in night. Yeah. It's it can be very like slow at times, and yeah. I feel that works to its advantage. It's a very condensed story, and I feel like that's why I kind of prefer it to City in a lot of ways. Yeah, that's fair. I also feel like the whole one night thing, like Arkham Asylum actually feels like it takes place over one night, <clears throat> whereas Arkham City supposedly takes place yeah. over 10 hours, but it feels like it takes place over two weeks. <laughs> and the same with Arkham Knight. Like, yeah. Arkham Knight feels like it takes place over, over fucking months. Um, so, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, part of me does if, wish... If you, sorry, you go. Oh, I was just saying that, like, if you play the game just straight, right, it's like, if you know what you're doing, you can get through it in, like, eight hours, and it is like, oh, that's a noise. Yeah, you know? exactly. It's exactly. A, um, that, that's what you, you just fucking said, but yeah. <laughs> and the, uh, nah, yeah, that, no, but that is true, and then the side content on top of that, like, the side content in the city, in city it's like, apparently he also mm. does that in, in the entire night, you know? Whereas the side content yeah. in Asylum is literally just the Riddler challenges and Riddler trophies, which, although are fun to collect, never feel ne- it never feels like they're particularly important or necessary. Whereas in in the future games, they become mm-hmm. actual plot points or they become vital f- to to see the f- finale of the game. You know? Oh yeah, and they become gateways for like <laughs> underground race tracks and shit. <laughs> oh, oh, don't remind me. Please don't remind me of that. Yeah. Also, the Bat- speaking of the Batmobile, um, mm-hmm. back in 2009, one of the, I don't know if it was the game director, it was one of the devs, uh, spoke on the Bat- Batmobile, and originally they were going to include it. And this is quite funny, thinking mm. ahead to Arkham Knight, because they said at the time, when they created Arkham Asylum, that they, essentially, they knew for a fact that the Batmobile simply didn't fit with the gameplay and didn't fit with the feeling and the atmosphere. Right. And that was absolutely spot on. Like when you're playing a Batman game, as cool as the Bat as the Batmobile is, and as intrinsic as it is to his character, it doesn't really work from a gameplay point of view. Because the whole quote unquote feeling of being Batman mm-hmm. is kind of lost when you're just driving a tank, you know? I know we're getting Wait, to a different so, game here, but So did um did Arkham Knight have like a different creative director or some shit? Because I'm, I'm really not that, that no, caught up on this. I'm not sure if it was a completely different creative director, but I feel like it was more so that they just gave in to the you know the wants of fans more so yeah and like they had the idea and they were like okay maybe now is the time to do it because people have been asking for it and it might work but um but as as we saw they were right in 2009 not to include it because having that boots on the ground batman is just so much more atmospheric and it does it makes you feel a lot more like you were talking about earlier isolated alone trapped you don't Mm -hmm. have help you also don't have this massive tank to back you up you know yeah, yeah, exactly, and uh, I love Asylum for that. So, yeah. before we get into whether this is the best superhero game, mm-hmm. do you think this is the best Batman game? Just uh, yeah, in that franchise. Here's the thing. I think that yes, I'm gonna say yes. Batman game. I think yeah. Arkham yeah. Asylum better than any other. But ba- ba- to be honest, when it comes to this, is between Origins and Asylum, which I never thought I'd say, but really from the perspective of telling a batman story and being a quote-unquote batman game i feel Mm. asylum does it better than better than any um Mm. 
mm-hmm. although it has its stereotypes, its cliches, its um, and it's it's not any like kind of it's not how do I even put this, the height of storytelling or anything, like it is somewhat a generic no. Batman story. Um, it just did so many things. But it was the first one I played. It did so many things new. It did so many things perfectly. It created that yeah. atmosphere. It's condensed. It's short. It's really, really focused on the rogues gallery, which I think every Batman game should be. And it's a character character driven far more than it is plot driven. Whereas if you take City or Night, they're far more focused on you know this big disaster that's going to happen that Batman needs to stop. You know. Um, yeah. If, if that makes yeah. sense, so I, I prefer the sm- like the sm- smaller scale, uh, more character driven stories that focus on the rogues gallery in depth, and that's mm-hmm. why with Arkham Origins, of course, it's very focused on the character of Bruce Wayne, the you know the person he is, the trauma he goes through, and how he overcomes that, as well as the introduction of the Joker and the introduction of Bane and all all that. Um, so that's why I'd say Arkham Origins is second there. But as a game, j- just as a game, I wouldn't say that mm-hmm. Asylum's my favorite in the series now. I'd put that to six. How about you? Oh, fair enough. How about you? Right, what, what? I'm going to throw in a wild card here. I'm okay. going to throw in two wild cards. Okay, let's go. Uh, Lego Batman 1 and 2. Ah, that's the thing. I've never... So played best Batman game. That's the thing. I've never played Lego Batman. That's the thing. I've heard great things, but... I've, Fuck off. Well, I played a, like the demo of it. So I've, oh. I've experienced it to a certain extent, Pal. but I've never played it properly. That's got to be a past cast episode. Lego Batman. Somewhere down the line. But it's a Lego game it's, with dialogue, and that just makes me want to off myself. I don't like that. Lego Batman 2 is. It was the first to do it. It was either that or City Undercover. But fucking yeah. Lego Batman 1. Yeah. Uh, I just like that you can play as the villains. I know that's really <laughs> childlike of me, but the fact that I can play a fucking Riddler 2 face story from their point of view. Fair enough. That's really cool. But 2. That does sound pretty, yeah. Arkham City, uh, fucking Gotham Haven. Mm-hmm in Lego Batman 2. Yeah. He's really fucking good. All right. It's really weird. It's it's like fucking great. Fair. Um enough. is it is it like an not... open world Lego game? Well yeah, they um one wasn't I don't think. You had right, the Batcave okay. and I okay. think that was it. But then two, you have all of Gotham to explore and it's oh, really man. fucking cool. That that is I recommend you play them though. They're not like quintessential yeah. Batman experiences, but they're they're fucking good. Nah, I might have to I have heard good things. I've heard that the gameplay loop can get boring at points, but other than that, like I have heard very good things about them. Um because that was like yeah. the second really that was the second Lego series to really take off after Lego Star Wars. And you know, it seems yeah. like it's an absolute bit. Three, I don't rate at all. Don't play Lego Batman Three. It's okay, fucking dog. I'll keep that in mind. But, um, keep that in mind. Um, have it? Have you played uh, the uh, Telltale Batman game as well? Because I've never, I've never given that a shot. I, I have. I think Telltale games are kind of shit. Fair. Um, fair. To be fair though, I think it works better with Batman than it does something like fucking Guardians of the Galaxy or Borderlands. Okay. Because Telltale games are really reminiscent of like you know early 2000s like point and click detective games yeah they're, they're, they're like them in a lot of ways and it gives you the detective side of Batman a lot right but okay. like the Arkham games have such a balance of everything you'd want gameplay wise from a Batman game that yeah. Telltale just don't have because of their engine right okay you yeah know? that makes sense but it, so it's more focused on like the yeah the storytelling aspects yeah. I mean I think Telltale games are shit I, I lo- personally yeah. I'm kind of in the same I love the I love uh, the Walking Dead season 1, 2 and 3 but the I other the other Telltale games I've never really had a caring for I feel like they keep picking mm. franchises that are just fucking boring and don't need to be retreaded like Back to the Future that was the one of the worst games I've oh ever played, played unironically yeah, Telltale, Telltale Back to the Future was unironically one of the worst games mm-hmm. I've ever played um understandable yeah because it just it just simply didn't need to be didn't it just didn't need to exist but um yeah batman telltale just weird conceptually another weird franchise for telltale to pick because mm-hmm. you know i mean as much as there are great batman stories he is so much more than just his you know being a detective and also the storytelling speaking of being a detective though yeah i feel like mm-hmm. that is one place the arkham asylum slightly let down it um whether it was due to time constraints or them just simply wanting to focus more so on you know the combat and the stealth 
there's mm-hmm. rarely a moment in Arkham Asylum where you really, you know, do any detecting. Aside from the start when you track Frank Bull's uh, whiskey in the air to, to like try and hunt down um commission, yeah it's, it's it's even then it's sort of done for you yeah it's just i'll follow this path yeah exactly um and that's where i think the telltale games really do have a leg up fair enough yeah. i feel yeah i'd also I've only say played that, season one but that was good yeah i mean I, I wouldn't say that was properly done in arkham until arkham knight fully because you know th- then obviously yeah. you've got the full-on reconstructions of crime scenes and stuff like that but um but yeah no that that might have been yeah, nice those were fucking cool and on top of that of course Arkham Asylum introduced detective mode, which similarly to um, Eagle's vision, you can bleep that if you want to, because of course we're not allowed to speak about that. Yeah. That ruined every single stealth system for the next five years. Um, yeah, yeah, it works no. for Batman, but a lot of games it's just arbitrary. It's just there. I, it's a thing. I'd say even in Arkham Asylum, it's it's rough. It's it has a it's a big issue because obviously. We've spoken about the world a lot, right? And how detailed... It's cool for stealth purposes. Yeah, how detailed, atmospheric, and beautiful the world is. And like you said, Mm -hmm. it is cool and also useful for stealth purposes. But the thing is, Mm -hmm. Arkham Asylum is so much easier, and you can play it so much more efficiently if you just have Detective Vision on all the time. You can legitimately play it with Detective Vision turned on 95% of the time, and that's such a shame because so much yeah. effort was me- was put into making the world beautifully atmospheric and, you know, haunting mm-hmm. and, and, and all those other things. Um, and because Detective Vision is so powerful, you can see enemies from miles away with no no issue. Um, it it kind of ruins the experience a little bit at, at points. And on top of that, obviously, every game went on to copy this copy that whether it be like the fuck even like the last of us um well obviously the assassins fuck i can't say it that franchise (laughs) you know you know which one um and like a a, a bunch of other games just copied that system and it made stealth very homogenized throughout the uh the gaming industry for the next five years after that but i'd say in arkham city they they fixed it up a little bit they made it a little less powerful um i don't know I, i haven't played it in years Oh yeah, f- fair enough. I mean, maybe maybe uh, maybe an episode needs to be done of that. Then maybe you need to get I get to replay it. it. Oh yeah. Um, and that, and that that in the industry is what we call a tease. Um, donate yeah, hundred dollars this... to get a strip tease as well. Uh, I don't know why I said that. Sometimes I just say you things. Can... Oh no, this has happened every episode so far. It's fucking great. Well, I've offered strip tease. Um, I mean, I do like getting my ass. No, out. founded scarab intrusive thoughts. <laughs> I mean, t- to be fair, last night, as of the recording of this podcast, James did confirm that he would sell his nudes. So the Four Pillars Network only fans, I, I think, has, I think it has a lot of potential. I think it has a lot of potential. Yeah, well, I'm still a minor. But anyway, uh, uh, yeah. best superhero game, do we reckon? Damn. Um, I Best Batman game. But I, I, mm, I, like, I'm at a point now. I think even Spider-Man PS4 is, is is better as a game than Batman Arkham Asylum. And I, obviously a few months ago I said that Spider-Man PS4 was uh, overrated, but I, I'd say I Arkham Asylum... I think it is from my first playthrough. I need yeah. to go back through it. I'd say Arkham Asylum's solidly third, fourth superhero game. Oh, uh, fifth, because of course we can't forget the absolute masterpiece that is Square Enix's Avengers. I, I oh, can't yeah. believe we've completely glossed over that. That was a revolutionary piece. Revolution, of... revolutionized superhero games as a live yeah. service. That yeah, I mean, it had Verizon armor. Did Batman Arkham Asylum have Verizon <laughs> armor? No, it did yeah. have the ugliest armor in any game ever, um, which is which is a bit rough. That you unlock in the uh, the mm. challenge mode, which is another thing we've not mentioned. When it comes to no the combat, the challenge modes are some of the most frustrating but also very fun um, pieces of side content in the game. Uh, there's yeah, so many. this is why do. I had to give up trying to get the Platinum, because I, I went for it uh, uh, last year or the year before. Yeah, it's, fuck, it's, it's impossible. Fun, yeah. Because not only do you have the Batman um, the Batman challenges, which are hard enough in themselves, but on top mm-hmm. of that you have, you can do them all as the Joker. Um, you can do a bunch of Predator mm-hmm. sequences as the Joker, where you get a literal gun, which is pretty epic. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. But but yeah, there's there's so many to do, and I, I was tempted to do them, and I was like, 
no, this isn't this isn't happening. This would take me this would take me a year. Um, because they they do fucking suck. Yeah, but um, if like if you're just looking to, to pra- it's great practice for the combat, but also if you're just looking for some fun, because at the end of the day, a lot of like you know we talk about the feeling of Batman, and not to not to sound too much like white light or anything, but a lot of the fun from Batman Arkham Asylum comes from intrinsic motivation. It comes from wanting to feel yeah. like the Cape Crusader, to fight like the mm-hmm. Cape Crusader, to fucking stealth around and break people's yeah. necks like this caped crusader yeah you know what i mean and an asylum offers you that in fucking spades but that's why like even though i personally prefer asylum yeah i know cities better than that because of how much it expands uh right. fucking combat yeah but um best superhero game the only competition this has for me mm-hmm. are both spider-man games that Fair. insomniac have done yeah and they're so hard to compare because what you'd want from an ideal spider-man game and what you want to immerse you in that is so different to what you want out of a batman game mm-hmm. so it's it's hard to compare it's easy that. to compare yeah yeah it's yeah it, it, and it's fucking tough but the, the, the thing about arkham asylum is regardless of which whichever one you think is better you can't deny that mm-hmm. like so much of what is in spider-man and so much of what Spider-Man PS5 and Spider-Man Miles Morales does wouldn't have been possible with Arkham Asylum. Arkham Asylum laid the foundation for so many of the various systems that... I mean, Spider-Man copied a lot of them, you know? Like, Spider-Man's stealth system, Spider-Man's combat system, they are derivative. They are, you know... Oh, uh, yeah. Derivative's the wrong word, but they're like homages to to Arkham Asylum and the Arkham, the Arkham series. Um, and I'm sure, mo- like, most super- superhero games that w- will come... I'd imagine we'd see some kind of homage, um, some kind of tribute paid to, to the Arkham games because they really, they they really saved the genre. They like most super superhero games wouldn't exist without Arkham Asylum, um, or at least good ones wouldn't anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's so it's well, weird to imagine a superhero game without free flow combat. Yeah, if, oh. I, Absolutely. I mean, trying to play. Try, I know we made a joke earlier, but trying to play Avenger, uh, Square Enix's Avengers felt disgusting. All I wanted to do was just the entire time was just do a bit, do a bit of free free flow with free flow with Thor, but it just wasn't happening. Um, yeah. So is is this definitively better than City for you, or do you just prefer it then? Oh, I no, I don't think it is definitively better. I think City. I don't know. Right. Because. Again, I need to replay City because I've not played it in in seven years. But as you were saying, I prefer that it has more of a character focus. I prefer that it's condensed. I prefer its presentation, and I prefer the the tone of Asylum. And I like the horror elements that aren't as present in City. That makes sense, yeah. Uh, The the atmosphere. See, So so I need to replay. I hate that that's a fucking fence-sitting answer, but I will probably lean more towards Asylum. Okay, as of right now... Because that's the thing, right? Yeah. Like, because I, I, I always said at the start, like, I'm very split on Asylum. Uh, or whether mm. Asylum's better than City. And honestly, I think I would say that I prefer Asylum to City. Um, but it's for very personal reasons, you know? Um, I, I think, right. obviously, objective's a meme. But, like, Arkham City improves on everything Arkham Asylum does. Or almost everything Arkham yeah. Asylum does. Um, and it it fixes nearly everything Arkham Asylum gets wrong, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But Arkham Asylum does have that atmosphere, has that feeling, it has that really... I, it, it's an indescrib- It's an indescribable thing. Um, like a, a charm almost to, to it. And, you know, the compact line- linearity of it and the character focus of it. I, I would say that Asylum is probably my favourite of the series. Um as sure. well, despite despite it not being the best. Uh, also, again, nostalgia does play a big part in that because it was the first one I played in the series. But still, yeah. You know but like pe- people say that, but you have nostalgia for a reason, you know. That is right. Like true. there's there's that a reason true. that's there, and yeah. you can ju- and you can justify that because yeah. it's a fucking great game. But um, but that's the uh, thing, and like, it's one that's aged so well. I oh, I, I, absolutely. I mean, I'd say Arkham Asylum. Talking two thousand nine games. Arkham, uh, you, you know, I have the philosophy that great things can't age, but also, Arkham mm-hmm. Asylum has barely aged. It's barely aged today. From the fuck, the I mean, the Unreal Engine creates insane graphics every time. Like from the graphics, the gameplay is still functional and works. Um, 
like mm-hmm. the, the mission design is still it has a bunch of different variety and, and you know creative elements to it the world is still relatively dynamic and interesting um like it's aged fantastically if you compare it to some other games that came out in 2009 uh it's just it, it, it's 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 insane if we're, if we're being perfectly honest like you you can play arkham asylum city knight or uh or origins and have fun with all of them in the year 2021 regardless of whether you've played them or not mm-hmm. already you know what i mean yeah, yeah. i'd agree because i think they're crucial batman experiences and yeah. i think that the, the the combat i know we've spoken about this a lot is part of the reason why because you'll play games like i don't know shadow of mordor or not necessarily spider-man but games that take inspiration from that combat system and then yeah. you go back here to 2009 and think this works better than games that came out years later that were inspired by this yeah you know yeah for sure and it almost feels the other way around as if Batman was inspired and picked up from games like Shadow of Mordor rather than the other way around because it is just better and it feels better. Yeah. You know? No, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, bouncing off that point a little bit, um, I think, this is this is a, a, a strange thing, but I think there's some games that were so influential and so impactful that everyone who like plays games just has to, has to, has to try them out at some point, you know? Like yeah. you've got your fucking, you've got your fucking, you've got Mario, for example. Um, yeah. You know, you fucking give Tetris a try once or twice. Give a, you know, what was the first major open world game? Um, like. Like GTA Three. Yeah, like no, maybe GTA San Andreas is, is another one on that list. Um, Red Dead Redemption mm-hmm. Two. You know, these revolutionary games that made such an impact. Um, and I would say that Arkham Asylum is on that list purely for the impact it had, you know? Like, if you're going to play one Arkham game in your entire life, I would say it should be Asylum because it's mm-hmm. it's where so many different systems and so many different ideas began. Um, it's it's like a, a kind of a... Not to be overdramatic, but like it's a turning point in the industry, uh, without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it, it changed a lot of things and it inspired a, it, an, uh, an insane amount of changes in the industry and also the rain is gorgeous so go, just go and look at the rain oh yeah, yeah <laughs> especially in like the moonlight when you're gliding down from the yeah. the fucking bat cave yeah, yeah. It's, it's beautiful it looks gorgeous aesthetically it's fucking brilliant that's not something we've spoken it about it is insane ton, but. and it's so, something that does slightly annoy me is the return the return to Arkham remaster in 2016 it still looks mm-hmm. fantastic but honestly, if you compare it to the original, the original, the art style, the shadowing to it, had, like, the the atmosphere is still there in Return to Arkham, but it's, like, amplified in the original. The original, I would say, looks more, like, more gorgeous than than the remaster, because they changed the, like every remaster, they changed the lighting and made it more exposed and made it more, you know, made it brighter for whatever yeah. reason. Um, it, it's a disservice to a game like this. For, yeah, w- w- without a doubt, because this game like relies on those shadows and the darkness um it's really the empty state the empty space the empty space is used fantastically to build uh we spoke about atmosphere so much that's the new meme um but yeah it is it is fantastic and it is absolutely gorgeous um yeah batman arkham asylum it's a it's a short game but it but it's a great one and i think everyone out there should absolutely play it if you haven't already Mm-hmm. And I think what you t- you touched on a bit there, mm-hmm. I think it's bound to carry on. Uh, fucking hell, I fuck that up. I think it's bound to keep on inspiring superhero games that come in the future. Yeah. Even if it's not this game specifically, it might be Spider Man, which lifts a lot of elements from a game like this. Yeah. I think it feels like, even though it's far from like the first superhero game, and I know there's like Ultimate Spider Man, Spider Man One, Two. Yeah. It feels like the start of superhero games as a genre where they are now. Yeah, you where know, it almost feels separate to everything that came before it. Yeah, for sure. We're, we're, like that, it really did. Yeah, that's what I mean when I said like it was a turning point that mm-hmm. it saved the genre. It made it so much more than just you know originally superhero games were just licensed tie-in games that were you know decent at best and you know terrible at worst. Whereas this made it. This was the first one that was like 
oh, we can really truly adapt superheroes into this genre and create our own universes within this um, within this medium um, and make them just as good as, you know, your Uncharted's or your fucking God of Wars or whatever. Um, yeah. You know, like, we, we, we can make them just as good as the best AAA games out there. And that's exactly what they did. Um, so, yeah, revolutionary is, is an understatement. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, absolutely. Also, I feel like, I mean, personally, the Arkham trilogy plus origins i guess is to me the definitive out of comics uh out of comics adaptation of batman and his rogues gallery i think that it does it yeah. captures the essence of the comics um although it's inspired by the animated series largely it captures the ap- essence of the comics especially the uh the classic tim lee comics better better than any any film better than any fucking Zack snyder film for sure better better than <laughs> nolan better than tim burton yeah maybe not better than mask of the phantasm but you know like there's so much more content in four games than there is in one film you know so it's yeah it's on on another level i don't know but yeah i don't know how big a batman fan you really are to be honest uh on a personal level i I like batman a lot i haven't read many comics right okay i just watch you know comic story Uh, where i just read out comics yeah i've I've watched a fair few of those that's honestly a sick channel um, check it out i mean you probably have checked it out if you're watching this video it has like five million subscribers but yeah no that's good um very nice very it is an astounding game and and to to get off the fence best superhero game yes that might be out of ignorance because i need to refresh my memory on so many of them fair but uh, yeah, it, it it it's fucking great, guy. Yeah, and I think um, I think that Batman going forward. I know this is the past, guys. We should focus on the past. But just talking about the future real quick. Obviously, mm-hmm. Batman Arkham Asylum was the start and the turning point of superhero games. The start of the series. The start of Batman being such an iconic character in the games industry. Moving on into the mm-hmm. future, we have a uh, Gotham Knights. Um, Oh. So the question is, the the question I I want to I want to pledge here is, um, is the Ar- do you think that the Arkham series and great Rocksteady Batman games are finished and over and done with and they're never they're never coming back? Do do you think that the the first four games are enough to satiate your lust for them? But also, do you think that we'll ever see a return to, well, a return to Arkham? Well, I'd say never say never because. Right now, the superhero genre is fairly lucrative. That's why, you know, Spider-Man's doing so well and yeah. why Gotham Knights even exist. But, like, the Rocksteady, they're doing this Suicide Squad game, aren't they? They are. They are indeed. Which I, is... I think it depends on the landscape once that's done, how well that's received. Because, that like, I could totally see them fucking doing that. I think it's possible. That makes sense. Do you? See, what, what I'm very worried about is that... Mm-hmm. You know, the Arkham games, first four, fantastic, obviously. And then we had Spider-Man PS4 um, in 2018. Mm-hmm. And again, fantastic. But now, we're seeing Avengers. We're seeing Gotham Knights. I worry mm-hmm. that... Because obviously, before Arkham Asylum, as we've spoken about a lot, the superhero <coughs> game genre yeah. was just so oversaturated because it was so lucrative. And I worry that without Rocksteady's presence, I guess, there's potential mm-hmm. to go back to that, to go back to the the money-hungry, lucrative, you know, profit-focused creation of superhero games. Because Rocksteady were this small, you know, young studio that had a passion. And now yeah. that Warner Bros. Have, have taken it more into their own hands, we're starting to see games that are clearly... Um, or from what we've seen so far, clearly intended to go in a certain direction that we've seen certain other franchises going. Um, that are more mm-hmm. focused on pumping out content and you know getting in getting in microtransactions, getting in digital yeah. sales, than it is about you know just creating a quality experience, a quality superior experience. Obviously, Insomniac are carrying kind of carrying the torch from Rocksteady, from Rocksteady but I just worry mm-hmm. that maybe we see uh, kind of a downfall from superhero games, you know. Yeah, I hope, not, but like, I don't know how well Gotham Knights will do. Obviously, it'll sell because it's a fucking Batman game. Yeah, but like, 
I think it, I think it all depends on how well that does. Avengers is a major fuck up. So That's, I think yeah. going forward, people because Avengers should have done so fucking well, hmm. but I think people look at that and go right. This is an IP that should have been huge, right. but it's fucked up because it's a live service. So like, I think that's more of like a warning shot. So going forward, okay. I don't think anyone's going to try and do another live service thing. Yeah, but like big engagement-based RPGs, now that's scary. That's scary on a personal level. Well, yeah, that obviously uh, yeah. that hits close to home. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, I mean the chances that we'd see Rocksteady make something like that are. are you know close to none so do we just see it, it like is it just a case of rocksteady are going to pass the torch to insomniac because insomniac kind of mirror rocksteady somewhat you know a smaller studio a younger studio um with a clear passion mm-hmm. um like is, is that what it is it's like are they going to pass this torch to insomniac and then the other cash grabs that are popping up here and there you think they'll they'll simmer down i mean i i, I really hope that happens and um i mean that would make sense if if games you know if if game publishers actually you know looked at the performance of games and the critical reception mm-hmm. and reacted accordingly but um a lot of game publishers don't uh, especially when there's money involved so yeah i, I guess we just have to wait and yeah. see um yeah i hope so i think it's worth being excited for the um fucking suicide squad game i, I since I, it is rocksteady i like to hope so i mean the demo we saw it it seems it seems like they've got you know it's a completely different universe of course from what we've seen already, and it seems like they've kind of they, they they've clearly got an idea they've got a passion, um, mm-hmm. although I still don't quite understand why the Suicide Squad over the past five years has become such a big thing. Like one trailer dropped yeah. with Bohemian Rhapsody in it, and then suddenly every studio was like, "Bro, this is this is the money maker. We need to get the Suicide Squad in. We need to get John yeah, Cena I, as Peacemaker. That's what we need to do." Yeah, I don't know why people are trying to make them a thing, but either way, I think it, Suicide Squad generally as its own thing isn't something I'm massively into, but I am massively into Rocksteady, so. Okay. I guess we'll see what that does. I'm more excited for what they'll do afterwards. Yeah. Like I really hope that's successful and then they'll go back to like a not necessarily another Batman game, but just another superhero game that I would care about. Yeah, you know? yeah, I, I, I get you. I feel like part of me also wants to see what they could do outside of the superhero genre. Um, mm. Because I feel, I, I don't know, like I've, we've not seen much from Rocksteady outside of the Batman the Batman series. And obviously, they're mm. very good at what they do and they understand the Batman's rogues, gal- Batman's rogues gallery and DC products as a whole. Like, they clearly understand that. Mm-hmm. But it'd be interesting to see if, you know, if they expanded out out of that, like, could they become one of the one of the top top, you know, game developers on on par with like the uh, what are they called? Um, Sony Santa Monica and uh, Naughty yeah, Dog yeah. and uh, not quite Rockstar, but you go. Know I'm saying, yeah. So, yeah, but very excited to see what what they do in future. Before we go though, because um, obviously this is talking about which superhero game is essentially the best. Are there any superhero games from before Arkham Asylum? That really have a place in your heart. That really have a place. In uh, your heart. Ultimate Spider-Man on the fucking PS2. Nice. That was I, I, that nice. was bloody sick. Solid. Lego Batman, as I say, I think that was like 2007. Oh really? Okay. Um, what about you? Okay, okay. I mean, for me personally, um, the original Hulk game. I've, I always it, the name slips away oh, from me. You told me this, but yeah. as a kid, for whatever reason. I was just this massive Hulk fan, right? And they decided in uh, 2003 um, to make... Wait, is, is that even the one? Is it is it the tie-in game with the original film? Anyway, the original Hulk game was so mm-hmm. much fun, right? It was kind of in the same vein as Spider-Man 2, although it, didn't, it wasn't as popular because it was Hulk, not Spider-Man. But, like, mm-hmm. it, was, it was fairly well, like, received critically and made a decent amount of money um let me, let me look this up and it's honestly oh. so much fun the original hulk game hulk 2003 the game um had yeah. I, i'm pretty sure it was hulk 2003 the game anyway um and after that was made and after it did really well um they made an incredible hulk tying game for the 2008 film and essentially what they did is it's literally a copy and paste from the original mm-hmm. no it's not Hulk 2003 so which one is it 
It's it was an open world game in New York City where you just fucking ran about as Hulk, smashing everything. It was, it was just yeah, just really random. I know, but so much fun, so much mm-hmm. fun. Ultimate Destruction. That was what it was called. Hulk Ultimate Destruction. Absolutely smashed. What? Um, destruction. Wow. So much fun. Obviously, of course, Spider-Man that's... 2. I know that's a generic one, but the Spider-Man, the first Spider-Man game as well. The first tie-in, the one, the tie-in to the first Spider-Man film. Mm-hmm. Although it's not open world, it's a linear game. I, I, I played it when I was a kid and I absolutely love it. I feel like it does a, a lot of great things, right? And we won't talk about it in depth right now. I won't talk about it in depth right now, mm-hmm. but Cosmonaut Variety Hour, shout out to him because he made a fantastic video on that game. Um, so I'd recommend yeah. checking that out. And if you have the opportunity to play the game, it's pretty cool. Um, the Incredibles game was cool. In- oh, I bro, I had a, yeah. a DS version of the Incredibles game and it was like, it was so weird, but it was so much fun. It was like, was the ver- which which version did you play? I'm pretty sure it was on the PS2. Okay, okay. So, so how was that? Because the DS version was like a side scroller, side scroller where you played. You know the oh, end of yeah. the Incredibles, where um, the Underminer comes up. You essentially yeah. played that. You you played the post credit oh, scene. So it was like Incredibles 1.5. Exactly, and it was different That's from cool. the Incredible, like how they wrapped that up in the Incredibles 2, which was a bit awkward. But nah, it was it was actually a really fun uh, side scroller. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly, yeah, that is Rise cool. of the Underminer. That's what it's called. <clears throat> but yeah, um, anyway, but Podcast yeah. episode three. Absolutely, there Sup- you go. Superhero games do be bad apart from the Arkham games, and that's just a fact. Um, also, they made a lot of Spider-Man games, so I'm glad they finally got that right. Yeah, they. they I mean, did. they did some okay ones before that, but like Spider-Man PS4 is a different level. Um, is there any other superheroes that you'd want to see get? A adaptation equip on the on the level of Arkham Asylum or Spider-Man PS4. Uh, well, like I used to say, Daredevil a lot because I think it'd be cool how they'd like adapt blindness and okay. like, senses, especially now when screen. you have like adaptive triggers and shit. Oh and, yeah, like the controllers are major. That'd be really fucking cool. <laughs> imagine imagine um, it's just a black screen and you have to wear headphones <laughs> and like just <laughs> just try and figure it out. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Cost no, uh, what are your thoughts on a Superman game? Uh I really want it, but I just don't. I don't see how it would work. I've seen some like, there's been various games mm. that, like indie games that people have made that are like Superman esque, and I wish, yeah. I wish it would work. But like the only, the only Superman games we've seen have all been universally fucking atrocious. There is definitely a way to do it. Yeah. It's just the question of. How do you do it? You know, and uh, it, it, it's about balance, isn't it? Because you got to find a way to make playing a Superman compelling and immersive. Yeah. But also, you need some level of challenge. Yeah. To, or some sort of conflict. And that's fucking yeah, exactly. Hard and that's why play. that's why Arkham Asylum and Spider Man work so, so well because those two characters, although obviously Spider Man has like super strength and all that, like they mm-hmm. are two of the more grounded superheroes and i think that's a large reason why they're two of the most popular superheroes in this day and age because they're mm-hmm. more far more relatable far more grounded um although i have also always wanted to see a good iron man game with um oh yeah what's uh what's that fucking uh i've i've forgotten what what the game is but there's a game with a fantastic flying system that would perfectly replicate Anthem. iron man um because the iron man tying games for the DS. Yeah, yeah, they were actually. I mean, they were shit, but also, they had some cool co- concepts, and it was, it was, you know, yeah. it was just fun. Um, Wolverine's a show. You could do a just a, a third person shooter where you play as Frank Castle. Man, bro, I forgot about. Have you you've played the X Men Origins Wolverine game, right? I have. Yeah. That was fantastic. That was unironically fantastic. It's weird how much you love this fucking two thousand nine time game. It's I'm so sorry. Funny. I'm sorry. I, I but you play it's. Bro, if Arkham Asylum never came out, that would still be the best superhero game. It is so much fun. It's unironically yeah. so good, and it's annoying because the film's so bad. But um, but yeah, that that's I I, I almost forgot about that. But that's a top five superhero game as well. Um, it is fucking good. Just fucking railing through everyone, uh, like the blood mechanics in that. For and don't don't mean to sound super edgy, but you know what I mean. Yeah, right. Epic blood and also gore. <laughs> oh, this reminds me of uh, James's wish list. 
Um, anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pascast uh, episode three. I think, I mean, is there anything else you need to add about Arkham Asylum? I think we've gone over pretty much everything in that game. I, I think we have. It's a fairly short game. It I'd is. I'd love for this to be longer, but, like, you know, it's like a it is, that's the game. Thing. But that's the thing. At the end of the day, the last thing we want to do is drag out these podcasts and make them dull or boring. Like, you know, an hour-long podcast works just as well as a tour-long podcast. Um, next time, yeah. damn, what are we talking about next time? I don't, oh, think we don't know. Yet. We'll consult the list. Yeah, we will. After, we'll consolidate after this. Yeah, follow us on Twitter, and you'll you'll see. Um, and eventually, we'll definitely get around to Arkham City, Arkham Origins, and maybe Arkham Knight. Yeah. Um, because I think those all deserve. A, I mean, we've gone over them a little bit in this in this video, but I think they deserve a, mm. a, 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 a podcast of their own. So yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's yeah, been, for sure. It's been a good time. Thanks, thanks for watching, boys. Yeah. If you enjoyed, be sure to drop a like. And if you didn't, let us know why. <laughs> Cheers uh, again. As always. Uh, uh, good night, lads. Yeah, have a good one. Thank you very much. Much love. Good night.